Action Park Media. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. Today on the show, I'm joined by actor and model Matthew Noska. Matthew was discovered on Instagram when he posted a photo of a construction project with his father, and within days, he was booked for a Nike modeling campaign. His career has not stopped. He also has an app where you can train with him for as little as a dollar. MatthewNoska.app. I asked Matthew to come on today to talk about health and fitness, his experiences with both, and to find out if it's all as effortless as it looks for him. You can find Matthew on Instagram at Matthew underscore Noska. Matthew Noska, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You are a very good looking man. <laughs> That's how we're starting this. That's huh? how we have to start right, it. We can't right. I mean, we're not going to dance around. Well, I that. appreciate you. Yes. I really thank do. you very much. I'm not going to lie. And uh, listen, I'm in admiration of you and your transformation. Thank you very much. I really am, especially with health and wellness and where I'm kind of at with it right now. Yeah. That's a big part of what I want to talk to you about because my presumption prior to knowing you or even prior to even talking about this a mm-hmm. lot was always just dudes like you don't have to put any effort into it. Right. Like and then I it. and then I know you and I know that's not true and I go, "Well, I have to rethink all of this." And you're not alone with that, for sure. I mean, my girlfriend, I call her my wife. She's not my wife yet, but she will be soon. She always kind of like when we met, she was she wasn't very happy with the way she looked. I thought she looked just fine, you know, but she, everyone has their own personal vision of what they want to look like. Sure. And she wasn't meeting hers, but she was giving herself the excuse of I'm big boned. And like, I would always shut it down. Like, no, you're not big boned. Your wrists are tiny. There are certain circumstances where people are just built bigger Yeah. and you have a certain stature, but the goal that she wanted for herself was very attainable. And I had to have her realize that. But when we would work out and we'd kind of eat the same things, my metabolism might have been working a little harder than hers. And she would always be like, it's so easy for you. It's so easy for you. <laughs> and I'm like, well, where you think I look good, I might not think I'm looking my best you right. know, or feeling my best. So it definitely uh, it's, it has its pros and cons to having a fast metabolism. But at the same time, my accident is what made me realize – Hard work is much, like, very much needed. Yeah. Before that, I mean, I feel like from 18 to, like, 22, I could pretty much eat whatever I wanted really? to. Really? Autopilot. Yeah. I don't think it was good for me. I had really bad acne, a lot of pain in my joints. I looked physically strong. I played college basketball, and I was kind of in a, in a groove, but I always had pain in my knees. I always had really bad acne. I mean, talk, I'm talking horrible. And I got Accutane cycles twice for eight months didn't work 
third time I took it, it finally worked. But like I battled it for maybe like seven, eight years. Right. And I finally realized that a lot of it had to do with what I was eating. Yeah. And I think now I'm I'm way more conscious of what I'm eating being older and also knowing that it has negative effects even if you look good. Yeah. It's just always makes me feel I, – I mean I and I hate to say that it – that knowing that you have to put effort into it makes me feel good. But it does because my assumption is always that – and this could be that I I could think this about myself if I was standing from an external point looking at myself going, well, whatever effort I require, that guy doesn't require the right. same effort. And so I would look at you and just go – a, he he just doesn't want to eat unhealthy food. Like there's no urge within right, right, him. Right, right, right. So he just naturally – Definitely eat. not true. Right. Or then if he does, it's just effortless. And and this idea of effort, like it doesn't matter. Whatever my effort is, that's the effort I ha that I require. Right. It's and in your own lane. Yeah. Everyone's different. Everybody's body's different. I feel like that's – kind of something that if you're getting into fitness or you want to get into fitness, you got to realize that immediately. Yeah. I've been training my manager for a while and he was at like two, he's six foot, six one. And he's like, he was like 250 and he was unhappy with the way he, you know, looked and he didn't really talk about it, but it was just like a thing. He was just like, whatever it's, it's done. It's over with. He's 35 years old, you know? Right. I'm like, dude, it's not even close. Like, you could literally have my body if you wanted to. Yeah. It may take more effort from you because the amount of time you spent in your life doing the habits that you did, it put you back and it set you back so far. But once you get to a certain point, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. You're going to see changes that you never thought you could see before, and then you're going to keep progressing. And he's down like 40 ever since I started training him. He's done like 45 pounds now Amazing. and he's, ex he's excited. You know, he's sending me pictures with his, with his bicep and stuff. And I'm like, dude, yeah, keep going, yeah. you know? So I, I think everybody's in their own lane. Everybody has to understand that their bodies are going to react differently to a million different things. And it's never too late. Like you could really get into it whenever. I mean, you're a prime case of like absolute dedication it takes I, – I know what it takes for me to get where I was. So I can only imagine being set back and the mindset that you had to overcome in order to be where you are now physically. Yeah. And and, and that's just like it, – it's it's immaculate, man. It's really incredible. Do you find that with with the stuff that we're talking about – because I, I, I do believe that it's all relative. Your effort is your effort. My effort is my effort. Wherever I started from was where I started from. Wherever I'm going to get to, that's that. But the laying down of habits, you know, I can – right now, I am – my diet is perfect. I'm in the gym perfectly. All of this is – these are my habits right now. If I lose it for a week, restarting is more difficult than tomorrow is going to be. Oh, for sure. Because I'm in it. Yeah. I feel like for me too, I – my biggest thing is definitely food. I've always had an issue with eating healthy I think based off of two things. One being that I wasn't educated on what actually was healthy. Now everyone has their own opinions on meat and this, that, and the other. And I think I've found that growing up meat, potatoes was like the go-to. You know, milk was for strong bones and you just get educated on that type of diet regimen. 
And that is what all I knew. I mean, I was taking whey protein, all that. And that's when I had acne. That's when I had joint pain. That's when I had a lot of different inflammation in my body that I wasn't aware of. And I just thought it was overworking. I thought it was me. You know, I was playing basketball. I was working with my dad doing construction. I was just overworking my body. But that wasn't the case. Now, I still eat meat. I try to stay away from it unless it's like a very high quality meat or if it's like very rare that I'll eat it. I do chicken. I do turkey. Those things like that. But as far as like red meats, I, I don't really, I, I don't crave it. I used to eat it all the time. And now I kind of just like shied away from it. And I feel much better. My skin has definitely cleared up. But I think the devil is sugar. Like sugar is just the number one thing that sugar and dairy for me are two things that I believe everyone should avoid. Other people have different opinions. But me, I just I haven't seen it do well for me or my family. I've seen sickness in my family. I lost my father, like, a lot of things and I, I I knew what he ate and I know how he took care of himself and I just saw you know a, a downward spiral of that so like me switching my diet I've seen such a difference in my body yeah. that I can't think to go back that's what kind of keeps me in like all right you're not just not looking good you're right. actually damaging yourself from the inside out don't go anywhere we'll be right back Yeah, it's bizarre too because when I think in terms of like healthy food, I think there's so much that that a little tiny bit isn't going to hurt you and then a lot can kill you. Mm -hmm. You know, like even if we take something like salt, you have to have some amount of sodium right. or you'll be or your electrolytes will be out of balance, you'll dehydrate. Yeah. You have to. So this is like a life-saving thing right. of having some sodium. The other side of it is like uh, I think there was a study on on uh, lethal doses of salt and it's like a few grams, a handful of grams of salt, which is what you could easily consume in a day if right. taken all at once can kill you. Can kill you. That's crazy. Wow. That's – and so like I think in terms – but so I go like – the idea of healthy eating, everybody's got to have some innate idea of what healthy eating is, but that's not the case. Right. I mean, as as, as evidenced by like the state of American health, it's just simply not the case. No, it's not the case. And you can't like – you can't just say that it's people's choices. I think it's truly education. I agree. I mean growing up, you just weren't educated at all. There was nothing on health and wellness, even in the school systems that like – chart you know the triangle and yeah. what, or the the pyramid chart it just what like now that i look back on it, i'm like just, man i was so uneducated on what truly was health and wellness don't go anywhere we'll be right back i see you training dudes on instagram mm -hmm. i'm sure i've seen your manager on there oh yeah maybe. luke yeah and i'm always just like did these guys win the lottery to get you as a trainer <laughs> you know what i mean it's funny because all my friends none of them really were into health and wellness or fitness and stuff like that but having the access to a gym especially right now is very you know it's a high commodity yeah and uh them coming over motivates me. I have noticed recently that like I've hit a plateau to where I want to grow and I found it hard by not surrounding yourself with people that are stronger, that are faster, that are better. And I want that, but it's hard obviously because of COVID to, you know, set those sort of things up. Missing the time that I had with you and Nick and all yeah. them in the gym. So uh, I've, I've definitely wanted to branch out and do other things. And I'd started a, um, a workout app recently. Yeah. 
And that app has kind of pushed me to new levels, but it's also frustrating for me because I'm like, man, I know what I used to be able to do. I used to be able to windmill dunk. I could like 360. I used, I, I, I was very athletic in that sense. And now those things I can't do. So that like burn in me is there. I really want it. And uh, this knee surgery is going to, I think, put me to the top. Yeah. Bro, every part of me is like the old man parent who's just going, please be careful. Please don't hurt <laughs> don't get hurt. I know. Yeah. I know. You just, you want to, I feel like you know better than I now that like the progress that you've made, you want to push your limits, sure. but you know that it, one injury away from like a major setback. Yeah, dude. Yeah. As you get older, I feel like you're definitely, you lose that, um, that just like carefree. Yeah. Even riding mountain bikes and stuff, because I, I I like to do the things. You're that, on the brakes a little more. <laughs> yeah, you know, you you tend to like just squeeze them. Having a kid now, you're just yeah. rethinking things. I used to be, you know, uh, a lot more fun. I feel like when it came to that stuff, <laughs> but now I'm just like, you know, it, it is what it is. Get your thrill out of it. Have your fun. Do it for you know. Do it for the the joy of just getting out and about instead of the competition of really pushing your limits. But then you find that in the gym and you're just like, oh, I'm going past that limit again. Yeah. I try, you know, because I've done extreme low-calorie diets. I've also done extreme exercise regimens in order to lose weight. And and the the problem for me with those things long-term was like – because I became a cyclist and was riding a bike like eight hours a day at wow. least five days a week, hundreds of miles a week. And that was something when I would look at my life, I would go, I can't do this forever because I'm going to have to work again. I have a family. Right, 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 right. It doesn't work certainly for travel, even though there were a few trips that I had. I got a, a box and I would tear my bike down and put it in the box. And it's dedication. All of this, Yes. But I can't do eight hours a day. That's right. a full-time job. And so I found like this idea of doing these extreme things in the pursuit of weight loss were counterintuitive because when I got to whatever magical number I had picked for that diet, I would just rapidly accumulate the weight because you get there and you go like, okay, I'm done. I, I, I did it. I was riding my bike 40 hours a week right. and now I'm here. I can stop riding my bike. Not the case. If if you got there by riding your bike, if you stop riding your bike, right. something you got. Was it put hard? Else was in. it hard for you? Like if you if you picked because I, I feel like training is always different. Like you were saying, you know, one three month of training, you might be doing something that you really love, boxing or cycling or yeah. swimming, and then you switch it up. You don't really do that anymore. Um, I try to balance things. I like to switch it up. I like to do cycling. I like to flip tires, push sleds, things that are more of an athletic push instead of just weight training. Yeah. I feel like it keeps my heart rate up, helps me sweat, helps me burn calories faster. And that's what I tell a lot of the people that will train with me is if you want to lose weight, you got to do what other people aren't really willing to do. A lot of people like to go to the gym and they'll lift some weights and they'll see progress, but it's very slow. It's very gradual. And it's more for like bodybuilding instead yeah. of like cardiovascular health and like really pushing yourself to uh, stretch your endurance and do things that are benefiting your your overall growth instead of just your physical appearance. And those are circuits for me, like high-intensity circuits. So did you do that or were you more of like, I'm going to diet a lot and just lift weights? Like how did you really – I've done both. I've done CrossFit. Or what was most effective, I guess? Well, the, that but that's the thing. The thing that's been most effective – 
but again, this is like goes back to like my problems and the amount of effort I need to put into stuff is I'm super extreme on anything. If I'm going to be fat and eat whatever I want, I'm going to go fucking yeah, nuts, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to be 12,000 calories a day. And like, I'm going to ex- like fucking lounge in it and just not love it. move. Just love yeah. every second of it. Yeah. If I'm going like, I want to diet, I want it off now. Like I, the thing that's helped me the most has been putting everything into moderation and just going like, what can I do every day for the rest of my life? That's not going to be a huge time commitment. Right. That's not going to leave me so exhausted. I can't do anything else for the rest of the day. And so a little bit of cardio, a little bit of weights and diet like fine-tuning my diet to exactly what I need. That's been right for me. If you got a guy who wants to lose 10 pounds, yeah, absolutely, then they want to do it quick. I I agree with you. I think HIT is the way to do it because like the majority of the weight you're losing is coming through your breath. So anything you can do to accelerate that, that's the way to do it. The quick weight loss is the water weight and the quick like, you know, I I mean, there was times where I was – Going from because I right now I'm about 195, six six three 195, but I was 230 in college and I was just much bigger, but I was weight training a lot. Yeah, and I feel like I was very top heavy. I didn't I didn't do the legs as much as I should have, and I felt a little like you know wobbly when I was playing ball. But then I got to the point where I started training legs more, less upper body. But now I think I've found a balance with the the hit training yeah. and weight training like twice a week, three times max. Right. But that it comes with at whatever your goal is, you know. Like what 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 is? I mean, I, I feel like goals change too. Like your your statement you just made about when you do something, you're all in. I feel like it's a very like Christian Bale mentality. You know, because I feel like if you're anything, you, you said anything you do, I mean, that's uh, his transformations and all oh of his acting God. roles. Are, you, have, you have to be all in. in By the to- way, in The Fighter, I am totally convinced and you cannot tell me that he wasn't actively smoking crack every day. I won't believe you. I, You know, I listen, he's he's spot on what I would and have seen and had experience with. So, like, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Method acting, I mean, all yeah, the way. I but just don't know how you how are you that convincing. Are that convincing, I know. It's not possible. No, and, and I mean, I don't know what makeup went on behind the scenes, but just appearance-wise, his, his uh, motions, his uh, everything. Just... You can usually kind of see through makeup. Yeah, I yeah. think he was just smoking crack. I mean, I don't have any like right, 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 tea right. or backsider info. You're nothing. Just I don't know the guy because of how good it was, dude. I've watched that movie four times just to look for holes like makeup. Oh, I love Mark Wahlberg's role. He's, he's I, amazing. That's yeah, one of my goals. But yeah, and and those two together were incredible. But his body transformation, I feel like you would do really well with had you had like if you have to do that for a role or something or have to get like i feel like you could do that i think i could too i unfortunately have put so much effort into how i look right now that if somebody came to me (laughs) and was like shit well the thing i would do is like if they said gain 50 pounds here's a fucking huge movie right and we're gonna pay you a ton of money and you're gonna like then gain 50 pounds no problem because I'll gain 50 pounds and put on a bunch of muscle. Mm-hmm. Fine. And then I'll have fun dieting the fat off and I'll be even bigger. But if somebody came to me and said they, they wanted to me to lose 50. 50 pounds. It's a lot harder to lose than to gain. And I also think I would just – if 
at that point you're doing it quick. You're I'm going to lose a shitload of muscle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If they were like yeah, lose 50 pounds you don't have in three a, months, right? Exactly. You only got that three month period, so you're going to have to cut your calorie count in probably half. Oh yeah. You're going to have to do cardio twice I, a day. Yeah. Like it's wearing gonna be sauna hell. suits and just elevating your breathing. And right. Just, you know. But if they said put on 50, you could eat. No problem, dude. I'm crushing in. meals, yeah. lifting weights. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I'm hitting my protein macros right. and I'm eating just fucking pizza and pasta and everything mm-hmm. i want after that uh, that would be awesome yeah, it would be a lot of fun if anybody sure. out there wants to watch me gain 50 <laughs> pounds there is a price it's out there guys yeah. yeah yeah but the idea of moderation has has really changed my life mm-hmm. that's um, number i think that's number one yeah and it, it it takes people away from that urge you know if you if you're able to have a snack that traditionally if you order a pizza i'm crushing like six pieces of pizza you know it's just like if it's there and no one's eating it i'm gonna finish it and it will affect me no matter how hard i'm working out if i'm doing two a days it's still gonna have an effect on the way i look yeah uh, the way i feel and all that stuff but if a pizza comes and you have one cut you're not really doing that much harm to yourself right if you especially if you're staying on your regimen with your workouts and things like that yeah and then you had your daily dose you're good and Keep it moving. Yeah, that's the other issue is, is like with anything, with sugar like we talked about, a little bit of sugar is not going to be poisonous. And this is where we talk about education. I just don't know if the kid who's, you know, who's who's eating some of their meals at 7-Eleven or whatever right. version of that there right. is, Wahoo, if they're knowing that like the Cheetos isn't a good source of fuel for their body, you know what I mean? At right. the end of the day, like the or idea how of how bad healthy. it is. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I didn't, I mean, as a kid, I was, I loved the candy store. They had the dollar uh, penny candies Yeah. and gas stations. You grab a bag of chips, you grab pizza, wings, all that stuff. And as a kid, you don't really notice the effects unless like my parents, they weren't letting me get to at that point. Right. But I feel like there's some parents that just do it with them. And it's like, this is just the norm. And I see my parents eating it. It's good for me. This is what, and that's where, because my mom and I have a discussion all the time about whether or not cancer is genetic or, and then my standpoint was, I think it's, it's very um, generational. I feel like the way that the eating habits progress in your family are only going to bring more things out. I can't say that there's certain circumstances that I've seen where, you know, a, a girl may get breast cancer and she's completely fit. She does yoga. She takes care of herself. She eats healthy. And it's just a, an anomaly. Like, you don't know why. Yeah. But most of the time I've seen in my family with cancer that may be around, it's because of poor eating habits yeah. and not knowing what's healthy or, or ignoring it, you know. And that's – I think that's what's kind of uh, so prevalent in America. Yeah, and then there's all kinds of environmental stuff that we just don't know about until they do studies years mm-hmm. later. And they're like, well, you know, Round- Roundup gave a shitload of people cancer. Right. Teflon gave a shitload of people cancer. And and these are things that, you know, I don't know if there's so much money protecting things like sugar. But I do know that there's there's just no way that like – the the progression in amounts just in serving sizes that we've gone to True. i mean when we were kids or you're i'm quite a bit older than you when i was a kid you never saw more than 12 ounces of soda that was a serving right and that was like there wasn't a 
Then there was like, there was a glass bottle that came out when I was a kid that was 16 ounces. And you were like, holy shit, four extra ounces. This is crazy. Right, right, right. And now it's like a 64 ounce soda. 16 ounces is a standard. It's nothing. Standard. Yeah. If you got a 16 ounce Diet Coke at the restaurant with your meal, you're kind of like, this better be bottomless refills. Right. You know? like, is it, like, is I'm going to yeah. bring me two uh-huh. of these. I remember going to, you know, the, the all you can eats or something like that. And you just have the endless refills or going to a pizza joint. And yeah. They got the soda wall. And you're making your own concoctions and, making, yeah, you're and just, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and those are the things that are like really, really bad. Yeah. And you don't even know it. But I feel I don't drink pop really rarely ever. Yeah. Not that I don't like it i did like it i don't really crave it anymore yeah i used to even when i see it i feel like those are the things that people struggle with if you're around it you have that difficulty of saying no if like someone comes in with a pizza i'm not turning down a slice right rarely like rare unless i'm on some strict diet yeah and i've already told myself and other people around me that i'm not then i can't fall back on that but right. other than that if i have no no stipulations i'm, I'm eating it but for pop i never that was never a thing for me. It was never something that I, you know, really struggled with. Yeah. But that I feel like has a big effect on, uh, you know, everything with your wellness. I mean, you got people just inadvertently adding thousands of calories to their not to their intake, it. not, not having no idea. It. And then, you know, I don't, I don't think there's been definitive evidence to suggest that diet soda is actually killing people, but like. You're you're adding a bunch of shit to water that is just – you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day – And calling a diet makes it okay. Like from from my perspective of the people I know that drink Diet Coke, they use it as an excuse. Oh, it's diet. I drink – there was a huge period of my life where I was not allowed to have – my wife was like, this is bad for you. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to have it. And then I think Bill Gates – Something Dax Shepard had Bill Gates on his show and Bill Gates was slamming Diet Cokes and Dax <laughs> Shepard was like, what are you doing? Those are bad for you or something like that. Right, right. And Bill Gates was like, there's no evidence. They're not bad for you. And I showed my wife and she was like, fine, have a Diet Coke. And and I, I had one, but I was like really kind of scared about it. And, right. And then at the end of the day, I was just like – Whatever you believe is real can have an effect on you. So I'm going to stay true. away from this shit. Manif- I mean, I'm a big believer in manifesting things. Yeah. I've done a lot of that. And uh, envisioning and, and seeing those things come to light only makes me believe in it more. Yeah. The placebo effect. I actually did a study in my psychology class in college on the placebo effect. Dude. And it's real. Yeah. Like, I could give you something and tell you it's going to do something to you. I've done it to my friends, you yeah. know, like just messing around Science. the house. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is a CBD vitamin. It's going to make you feel great. but yeah. or, And it's just a, a vitamin C. Right. But scientifically, their brain is really telling their body that – and they're believing it. So it, it actually works. Yeah. But I think that uh, when, going back to what you were saying with the portion size, that is something that's horrible. In America, I mean, I'd never traveled out of the country, never went anywhere until I was 20, I think. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm lying. My friend's mom and dad took me to the Bahamas when I was like 14. Yeah. That was the first time I ever left. And I said this once before on an interview. And they caught you. And they were like, what do you mean? We took you. And I was <laughs> right. like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's right. You did. Yeah. I didn't even think the Bahamas was out of the country. I was so ignorant. It's part of America. It's just an extension of the keys. So, yeah. So um, when I started to travel and become way more diverse and see different cultures and the way they ate food and, and all these things, I realized that we are 
the worst. It's crazy. We're the worst. Yeah. And that's why the obesity rate is so high because we truly just don't have a clue of what it is. And, you know, our commercials, society, all of those things are pushed and we see there's fast food restaurants everywhere. They're very accessible and it's easy. It's cheap. It's affordable. So it's dangerous. It's yeah. super dangerous. And I, I, I can't say that I've never been to fast food. I used to go all the time growing up. But now I could tell you maybe like once or twice a year. Yeah. I hit like an in and out or something like that, you know? And don't you feel like in and out is on the healthier side of and fast I, food? Yeah, I, I justify it. It's uh they're fresh potatoes. Yeah. They cut all their vegetables. You there. see them make everything. I see them making it. So I feel better about yeah. it. Um I will never eat at a McDonald's. I'm not a I, I don't I definitely don't condone McDonald's. I I I, I went I, I fucked up a little bit and told my youngest kids. There was a ton of crazy shit that I told them that I forgot that I told them. Um, but I used to tell them that McDonald's was poison, and I said this to them from the time that they were cognizant of speech to the point where they were like, "You were really lying." But but then <laughs> that we were skiing and all the shit at the ski place was full, and I was like, "I gotta feed them before they turn right. into gremlins." And we drove down the hill, and the only thing that was open was a McDonald's. McDonald's. And I was like, oh, I'll get them chicken mugs. And I pulled in, and they started crying. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? And they were like, you're poisoning, you're poisoning us. us. Um, but I did then the, – that kid, uh, the one I'm, who was crying, is now 15. And last year, she was talking about French fries. And I was like, but McDonald's has the best French, best fries. French fries. I, I know in and out, you love in and out because that's where we'll take you occasionally. But mm-hmm. McDonald's fries are better. Are better and she was like, sure. not possible. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, I've never had McDonald's fries. So we went and had them. And had them. Fucking good fries. They man. are. They are. Yeah. I, th- I think growing up, I was always a Wendy's guy. Yeah. Uh, my sisters were, I think, McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, for, for whatever reason. But now I think. Wendy's is really good. Yeah, Wendy's, Wendy's and Arby's were my go-to's. Yeah, and I would, I would eat those. I mean, twice a week sometimes throughout like high school, college, and just didn't think anything of it. You know, you think roast beef, oh, it's protein, right? Yeah, it's healthy, <laughs> it's healthy. Yeah, you're from Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, I'm from Pittsburgh. Did you ever go to Pomani Brothers? Oh, Pomani Brothers with the fries on the sandwich. Yeah. I think my actual absolute go-to was fury's pizza okay i don't know if you've ever been there but if you go to pittsburgh you got to go to fury's pizza yeah it's the best pizza i the guy from um barstool sports uh just did a he did a review for them and he loved it yeah he he said it was pretty good he's tough with his scores yeah but yeah these are the weird things i think about where i'm really perfect on my diet but then i go like if i have to go to pittsburgh for any reason i'm definitely gonna go get a cheeseburger with fries on it oh for sure i that's i think that's what i save my cheat meals for yeah if i'm gonna save it i want to save it for a really good place yeah instead of just being like oh i'm out of options it's late this is all that's open i'm gonna go there because i feel like a lot of people get in that position or they're just very busy a lot of people got shit to do and they're just moving around and the first thought in your head is okay i can shoot through the drive through in yeah. five ten minutes instead of going into somewhere that's also more expensive i mean i noticed now i'm living here creation and all those places oh, dude, dude I, I it's you, a racket yeah i mean you go in there and you spend eighty dollars easily if you and your girl go in you your girl and your kid go in for three smoothies you're spending yeah. like 45 dollars yeah and that at mcdonald's is gonna feed a family of 10 yeah so a lot of food it's a lot of food yeah so it's 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 definitely in, 
in comparison to that and understanding, you know, the financial system and how things are, I get why people do resort to it. Yeah. But if they realized how bad they were poisoning themselves, I feel like a lot more people would cook at home. I do too. I mean, I, I hope, I hope that's the case. I also think that, that it's responsible for guys like you and me who are talking about this to, to, to at least present options that aren't creation. Like exactly. I, I like creation too. My kids like creation. It's not a solution if your budget is allowing right. for McDonald's. Yeah, for sure. You can't make that switch is irreasonable. You, you, you it's can't not, do it. And it's in it, mentally you can't either for myself, yeah. not even for, for, on different like pay grades and this, just mentally knowing I can go to the store and I can buy these vegetables, yeah. invest in maybe a juicer or something that is a little bit more expensive, but in the long run, all of those things are adding up to be way more if I'm going to creation every day. Yeah. Which is just not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. No. I got it. I invested in a juicer, um, a Vitamix and all of those things, protein shake every morning. That's like a, a go-to of mine. I don't really eat breakfast. Yeah. It, it's just not like – before I used to. I used to get up and have eggs, bacon, toast – potatoes like that and i love those breakfasts but i know they're not healthy they can't be healthy for me right. like it's just too much in my morning it's not what my body likes it's not what my body needs it's yeah. not what i'm going for so for me i throw a banana and a smoothie some blueberries my protein um sometimes i'll put like a green wellness if i because i'm not a big fan of vegetables yeah. i eat them but i don't really enjoy it that I much i fucking hate vegetables yeah too. it's not it's not like my you know love i I can't i don't really think a lot of people do i take them because if i don't if i don't put like a little handful of veggies in with a meal my wife will try to make me take vitamins which i hate even more than vegetables (laughs) i think vitamins the other yeah vitamins are like just a magical pill to make your piss smell and turn a color and turn a color yeah Yeah. that's all it does i take vitamins um but i think that I take vitamins knowing one of two things. One, they probably do a little bit. Sure. Not what an actual vegetable is going to do for me. Right. And I know that because it's like, how can you take, you know, spinach and kale and all of these things that are healthy for you and put it in a pill and yeah. a capsule that you just take? And it's like, oh, <laughs> I, I got my. Do I, 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 I can't say that it does. It makes me feel better for sure. Yeah, knowing that I took them or vitamin C, especially yeah. with everything going on, I like to just. I, that's true. I, I have taken vitamin C when I've been sick or or around sickness. So I, I take it back. I have taken vitamin C, mm-hmm. and, and I will willingly take vitamin C. But my wife has cabinets full of oxidizing vitamins that never seem to be taken when they're supposed to be taken, and then there, I'll yeah, just that's... be presented a bowl of vitamins like here you have to take all of these and i'm like i'm no. basically your wife yeah to my wife yeah I'm i come i come shit. up when she was pregnant i think that's kind of when it started i just wanted her to be healthy she was taking her prenatals <laughs> and i was like okay this baby's got to come out you know healthy and strong and i got to do everything i can to nurture her and I would bring just my hand of, of vitamins yeah. for her every single night and she would take them she'd be like oh these horse pills but um I think I've graduated more towards like herbal vitamins okay. and they've helped me a lot. There's this one vitamin that I take. Sometimes I take it on and off, but it's called a happy colon okay. and it's it's by Alkaline Vegan, I think it is. And I swear by it. I okay. love it. It's it's a happy colon pill. It's a, it's a colon cleanse basically. Yeah. And it makes you go to the bathroom, right? but not right away. It's just more of a gradual thing. It's not like you take it and you're like, oh, I got to run to the bathroom. It's just, you know, I took it for like three days and I'll lose 
10 to 12 pounds oh, wow. over a week's period of taking this and in a healthy way. It's basically just getting rid of everything that stores because I believe that your gut stores to like 10, 15 pounds of just waste yeah. inside of your body. And it helps rid that and kind of start fresh. So I take it whenever – I mess up. If I'm like, yeah. oh, Joe's Pizza, man, that pops up a lot in our household. <laughs> and we run to Joe's Pizza. Hot Wings Cafe, those are like my two things that yeah. I like, oh, if they're brought up, I kind of have a hard time. But if I do have two days where I eat unhealthy or like the Super Bowl happened and people have things or anything like that, I'll take the Apicolans for like three days yeah. and I'm back on track. I really tried to get my wife to um, to agree to chicken wings on the day of the Super Bowl, all our kids are away at school and, and it was just me and her. And I was saying like, you know, they're like, there's a place in our house that does gluten-free chicken wings oh. and they're good. And I'm trying to sell her on gluten-free. And she was like, well, you got to get a gluten-free pizza to go with it. And I was just like, I don't know if I feel that much of a commitment to this like splurge. So, Let's so just have splurge. some chicken wings. Right, right, right. I like gluten-free pizza actually. Me too. The crust is pretty good on that. Have you had Lucifer's? No. Lucifer's is a great gluten-free pizza. You know what's yeah. funny about Lucifer's? My wife and I would drive by it all the time. And I'm just like, I think it's just the name for me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my dad was uh, a Christian guy and he would always read the Bible to me. And he was the reason that I am religious. Right. We went to church growing up. I was raised in a Catholic church. But I, I think that I would consider myself Christian. I don't go to church every Sunday, but I do pray before every meal. And I believe that, you know, uh, being grateful for what you have and in the moment and thanking God for, for what I have is very important. So sure. I, I practice that a lot. But Lucifer's Pizza always got me because she would always drive by and was like, oh, I really want to try that. And we didn't see eye to eye because I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to a place that's called, called pizza. Yeah, satanic pizza. And she's like, it's not like that. It's just hot pizza. It's like, why are you thinking of it that way? You know, right. we just had two completely. And I, I thought it was interesting to see how people kind of perceive that. Yeah. But now that you said it's good, I'm, maybe I'll give it a try. Listen, she'll be happy about that. I never had, I couldn't put any kind of moral distinction on it, but they have a gluten free pizza that's fantastic all right i'm gonna and uh, i'll give it a shot this was one of those weird things that there was a period in my life where i was like if i just don't eat gluten i'll be fine and then i would eat gluten-free pizza and not lose weight and be like this is not working yeah you know i had a bout with gluten i mean i think that was my first thing for my skin yeah my skin was breaking up out a lot of people were saying oh gluten 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 so i'm like all right let me cut it out yeah did it I, help uh i think it did I couldn't really tell. I mean, I was taking so many other things yeah. to try and get it to go away that there was just like a whack-a-mole at that point. I was like, all right, is this going to work? No. Oh, this is going to work? No. And I'm shutting things down left and right. But when I stopped taking gluten, I felt that I just stopped eating it altogether because I couldn't find gluten-free options of things, really. Sure. Um and I stopped doing it, so that might have been the effect on it. But then I had a really good gluten-free pizza, and I was like, oh, this is great. I'm never going to eat regular pizza again. Yeah. Um, and I started eating gluten-free pizza, and I definitely think I've seen – I mean, my skin's so much better. Um, I don't know if it's because I got older or if it's – I've really cleaned up my diet and the moderation thing. Yeah. If I do eat bad, I know my limits. Um, and there's very rare times that I'm going to be like, oh man, I'm crushing this entire pizza. Yeah. So I just find the balance in that and just, you know, staying on top of it mentally. That's, that's, I mean, that's everything. Yeah. You know, me too. It kind of doesn't matter how I deviate from my program right now. When I deviate, I go pretty big and then I feel crappy. 
and then I get right back on it. Right back on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but but I'm here's my point. This is I'm sorry I'm selling you Lucifer's pizza so hard. I'm hey, I'm I, for it. When I, yeah, I was craving pizza the other day. If and- I'm going to eat pizza, I don't care if it's gluten-free or regular. It doesn't matter, eat, right? Yeah, at that point I'm going to eat pizza. If I'm going to eat a, a cheeseburger, I'm going to go have Burgers Never Say Die, which is an insane cheeseburger. I've been there either. Rivals in and out. Okay. Um and the fries are cooked in beef fat. It's crazy. But you like you feel it the next day. Yeah. Uh, but Lucifer's is so good that I'll opt for that. And do you feel better than like a nat- like 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 the regular pizza dough? No. It's the same. I feel like shit yeah. the next day. Still, still yeah. the same. It's sitting there. It's hard. I feel sluggish. I feel Tired slightly hungover. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. my breakfast now, I usually will eat like some cucumbers, maybe some carrots. I'll take a smoothie with bananas, blueberries, things like that, and a protein. Um, avocado, a, a boiled egg, and yeah. just keep it moving because it's very light. gives me the energy that I need, and I keep it moving. But if I do eat one of those big breakfasts with you know French toast or whatever – I'm cooked. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm not really wanting to do anything. So it definitely has an effect. Um, but I feel like a continuous eating habit of that is what the body needs to get fatter or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Doing it once is and the thing I enjoy about doing it once and, and, and being hungover is that like I know that if I if I eat pizza every day, a week in, I'm no longer gonna feel hungover anymore. I'm gonna be acclimated to this garbage food that's like not really how my it's not working towards what i want it to be working towards but the same with everything like the kid who's eating fucking fritos for breakfast yeah i I don't imagine that he's eating those and then feeling like shit he's eating those because that's like the food he has yeah yeah he's not thinking about it and if i was left to my own devices and didn't have your wife. Didn't have – yeah, that's the key. I would be doing shit like that and I wouldn't people around you to hold you accountable. That's yeah. one of my biggest roles in my gym is like if anyone is slacking, you hold them accountable. You got to let them know. Yeah. And they may not want to hear it because every day is different. Some days you get up and you're like, man, I really want to get after it. I'm yeah. getting in the gym and uh, I'm just motivated to crush it. And then other days you get up and you're like, oh, I'm sore. I don't feel like doing this. And those are the days that separate you from everyone else. And it's very cliche. It's very like, oh, you know, everybody has hard days, but everyone gets up and someone feels different. Some days I get up and I'm ready to go. Other days I get up and I'm like, I want to lay in bed. I'm tired. (laughs) The baby had me up all night. I try to make these excuses, but there's no excuse to find 30 minutes out of your day, 45 minutes out of your day to do something. Yeah. And is that what your app is? Yeah. So – I partnered with a company called Playbook, and Playbook is basically an app that has over a hundred plus trainers, and it's trainers that do meditation, it's trainers that do yoga, um, dietitians, things like that, and they have different all ends of the spectrum. I got into it recently because I wanted to get back on my 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 game, and I really just I didn't feel strong. I looked good, and I thought I looked okay. And like I was working and things like that, but I just didn't feel like myself. And the knee injury was really bothering me. It was getting in my head. And I was like, you know, I'm going to take my health and wellness to the next level. I told my manager to start reaching out to companies and I wanted to put together a home gym. So I felt like it was very, uh, very useful, something that's going to not only if, like benefit me, but my family. And I want every single person around me that I love to be as healthy as possible because yeah. I know what it's like to lose someone. 
And that shit sucks, man. Yeah. Um, so putting <clears throat> putting that home gym together for me was just like everything. I gave it all. I gave it my all. I reached out to these companies and these companies were so, you know, excited to work with me. And it gave me this just overwhelming feeling of, of just like, okay, I can do this. I can be back to where I was. This injury doesn't define me. It doesn't, you know, pigeonhole me for the rest of my life. I can make this happen now. Cause I found myself making excuses. Like you're never going to be what you were. Uh, your knee is what it's going to be. It's, this is what it is for you. Make do. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to push my limits and I wanted to get back after it. So once I put this home gym in, I realized everything started falling together. Things started falling into place. I started working with health and wellness brands and, I found a new love that I kind of substituted for the competition that I used to have with basketball. I played college basketball and I played, you know, thinking I was going to be in the NBA or at least play overseas. And then when I got offered a contract for modeling, it just switched everything up. Um, I left college and I moved to New York and that kind of turned into what it is. But now this whole new health and wellness journey is my competition. It's a competition with myself to see how strong I can possibly be. Um, and that is what motivates me every day is to just get better and to influence the people around me. I've seen their transitions. Uh, my wife's uh, mom lost almost 50 pounds. Wow. My mom lost 40 pounds. Uh, her dad lost like 30. My manager, Luke, has lost 40. So all these people around me are changing their lives. And it makes me realize how influential uh, health and wellness is into everything else. Yeah. It really just like it's like the core and then everything else in your life kind of falls into place at least for me yeah i felt like when i was on my shit and i was really focused taking care of my body working for the better it turned into that in all my other adventures yeah and that's when playbook came on and playbook was like hey you know support our app promote it we'll set you up with a a, a trainer a trainer you know web page that says matthewnoska.app but when I got set up, I was on my own. I mean, they gave me my help and stuff, but I was like, okay, now I really got to fucking do it. I got to do it. And I got to make sure I'm telling people what is right. Yeah. And everything is different for every different body type and things like that. But I've learned so much along the way that I'm like, okay, I know the general gist of just taking care of yourself. Yeah. And that I can spread awareness to. And that's enough for me. And we'll grow together. I'm not, I'm not calling myself a trainer on the app. I'm not telling people like this is what you should do. I'm just advising them on what worked for me and what I've seen around me because there's so many different body types of of friends and family that I've seen change. And I'm like, okay, what did they do? Right. I study their habits and things like that. So I just put all that knowledge together and I basically just give it to give it to the app and just see what it does. It's doing really well. And I, I'm I actually I love it because I work out anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, why not film that? talk about it and share it with people that may or may not want to take it in. Yeah. Know? I think it's, a, I think it's amazing. And I, I did, when I first saw you doing that, I was like, how lucky is anybody getting to work out with Matthew? It's so awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love working out with people. I love pushing people to their limits. Uh, every single one of my friends that has come has done, cause I, I have an intro like hit class that I do. I have the battle ropes. Yeah. I have a big 450 pound tire that we flip uh, granted, they can flip it. I have a sled that I like to push, and the assault fitness bike yeah. is insane. I don't know if you've ever ridden one of those. I have. They're dude, awesome. Badass. Yeah. It makes me want to throw up every time. Yeah. So we do that whole circuit, and three of my friends, actually four, have thrown up now. 
on their first day. Don't you feel kind of like it's a little bit sadistic, but it's fun. It's it's good. It's good. I f- I feel like there are times where I work out and I don't want to throw up, and I'm like, okay, I got a good workout. But those are usually like weight training days, yeah. and they're not leg days. Yeah. Because uh, leg day is like you're gonna if you push yourself you're definitely gonna feel you're like you gotta up. throw up yeah. yeah but any other workout that I do I want to push myself to the point of like okay this is your limit you did all you can do you left it all on the field yeah it's amazing otherwise I feel like I wasted uh, my time there yeah you know yeah Matthew thank you so much for coming thanks for having me man I really appreciate we gotta get it. a workout in we do and now for the Q and A. This is a question from Joseph. Hi, Joseph. He says, can you simply break down what killing your clone means to you? Thank you for the question, Joseph. Killing my clone means that every single day I have to do something that improves me, whether that's some kind of training, diet, exercise, if I'm improving myself with knowledge, so I'm reading something, so I'm or I'm being creative in some way, I'm writing something. If I wake up in the morning and sit and watch TV all day and eat Cracker Jacks and and then go to sleep, I don't think I've killed my clone. And so that day is lost and maybe my clone kills me that night. Any day that I can make any kind of tiny incremental improvement to myself is a day I've killed my clone. That's what it means to me. Thank you for the question. If you have a question that you would like me to answer on this program, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. <laughs>